Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Five oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Thursday afternoon. I want to remind you: uh, next week we've got some wonderful folks dropping by. We've got Charlie Cook. We've got uh, Paul Manafort. Uh, is going to be here. Uh, Alan West and I were just texting, and uh, he should be here next week as well. So we got a lot of stuff coming up next week. Tomorrow, the final Friday of the month. We will bestow our Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday honor on a very, very deserving local law enforcement officer. We had the opportunity to record this the other day, and just uh, a stellar, stellar guy. I'm just going to leave it at that because I want to make sure that you're tuned in tomorrow for that. So we've also got Supreme Court decisions coming down, you know, getting Get a decision over here, get a decision over here. Today, of course, a pretty big discussion about the uh, New York State case. And everybody's still waiting. What's happening with Roe v. Wade? When is that going to happen? What are the other cases? Because it's not the only case uh, that we've yet to see decided. So uh, Dr. John Augenbaugh is with us. And uh, because his name involves letters that I don't recognize him, I just call him Augie and he's okay with that. And I'm appreciative that he has some time for us. Augie, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Good afternoon, Jeff. I'm glad glad to uh, be here. All right. So you follow this sort of like, you know, normal people follow baseball. And uh, you know what is or is not coming. You see the change up. So when are we getting this road decision? If I had to venture a guess, we'll probably get it next week. Um, uh, 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 the, the only way I see it being handed down tomorrow uh, is the time-honored uh, government tradition of taking out the trash on a Friday, mm. um, uh, which because you've been work, you know, you've worked in the news for years. Yeah. Um, you know, Friday's the take out the trash day. You go ahead and release stuff, and you hope a lot of people don't pay attention because um, they're starting their weekend. Um, but I really expect we're going to see it on Monday. Um, it would not shock me, Jeff, if uh, most of the justices end up writing an opinion in the Dobbs case. Um, really? And that's one of the reasons, I think, for the delay. Okay, so now let's talk about that a little bit, because this uh, uh, sneak peek that everybody got, I guess we want to be polite about it, uh, was Justice Alito writing, apparently for the majority. It is unusual, is it not, for every single member of the court to write an opinion of some sort? Uh, yes, um, and you typically only see it, Jeff, in the uh, very difficult or uh, typically very controversial cases mm-hmm. um, where um, uh, even those in the dissent, and there's fewer justices in the dissent than the, uh, than the majority, 
um, have a hard time coming to agreement on the logic of what um, they voted uh, for in the case. Um, So it's very unusual. Um, But uh, uh, if you see the court uh, overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, I suspect there are going to be a couple concurring opinions that will respond directly to dissenting opinions. Mm-hmm. It would not shock me if Chief Justice Roberts, if he's in the majority, no matter how the case is decided, ends up writing a concurring opinion if he okay. doesn't write the majority opinion. Um, um, and you even saw this, for instance, in the gun case today, right? Um, you had a majority opinion written by Justice Thomas. You had a concurrence by Alito, another concurrence written by Kavanaugh, Mm-hmm. joined by the Chief Justice. You had a third concurrence written by Justice Coney Barrett, and then you had two dissents. Right. So, I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> what, nearly everybody except for Gorsuch wrote an opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, which, is, which is kind of a, a little unusual because Gorsuch likes to write opinions. Um, <laughs> Well, you're a professor. Maybe he was absent that day. Didn't know this was going to be on the final. I don't know. Happens. Uh, so I, I got to ask you, though, about logistics, because you're, you're talking about releasing this on a Friday. And we both know that what that involves really is sort of burying it. It kind of gets lost. People aren't paying attention to it. Uh, but this is a huge case. Whichever way it goes, this is going to be gigantic. So you think they release it on a Monday and then it just dominates every single news cycle for the whole week, at least. Uh, again, the, the the difficulty in hypothesizing when the court's going to release this yeah. is uh, if the justices release it closer to the end of a week, mm-hmm. um, particularly closer to the end of next week. Yeah. Well, then you bring in the July Fourth holiday. Oh. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and it would not surprise me if most of the justices um, want to get out of. Uh, D.C. Right. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, let the chattering class talk about this while they're out of town or out of the country. Um, Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. 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 All right. So uh, anything else that's coming down? I mean, that's the big one. But there are still a couple of cases that have yet to drop, right? Uh, yes, there is um, still nine cases remaining. Um, and, uh, a couple of them, um, uh, I think, uh, are pretty significant. Um, one is the West Virginia versus EPA case. Yes. Um, concerning the Clean Air Act yep. and whether or not Congress, um, con- uh, authorized the EPA to issue significant rules about clean air, mm-hmm. uh, concerning the nation's electricity grid. Right. Um, right. that's a big one. Okay. Um, And then uh, another First Amendment religion case. Uh, And I'm talking about uh, Kennedy versus uh, Bremerton School District. Uh, That was the case, Jeff, about the assistant football coach who prayed midfield after games. Yep. And he was subsequently fired. Yeah. So, uh, and of course. Those are biggies. Yeah. yeah, those are biggies. And as the court announced two weeks or two days ago, 
in the Carson versus Macon case, um, you know, this is a Supreme Court that doesn't seem to be uh, bashful about wading in on the religion clauses of the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Car- Carson versus Macon was the third ruling in the last four years where the Supreme Court told state governments, if you make a program available generally to the public, you cannot exclude religious organizations or religious people. Yeah. Because if you do, that violates the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. Yep. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think we've got some fascinating stuff still to come. Well, Augie, I appreciate you being here, my friend. We'll certainly reach out to you again as uh, some of these cases are dropping. That is uh, Dr. John Augabaugh from uh, VCU. He's a professor there. And uh, always happy to have him in to uh, talk a little bit about how things are playing out at the Supreme Court. This is kind of his uh, area of expertise, his specialty, is our Supreme Court. Now, coming up in a couple of moments, I've got to share some stuff with you that, frankly, you just haven't heard before. You haven't seen before. You haven't read before. It is all about this terror group, Jane's Revenge. There's no nice way to describe them. And I I think on Monday, when retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Jimmy Galliano joins us, who I should point out uh, is also the CBS television news law enforcement analyst when jimmy's with us on monday at 335 he's going to give us the actual working definition if you will of terrorist because i think the jane's revenge group fits every single item in that agenda i mean it really does if you look at anyway i'm going to let jimmy do it on monday because i just think he's got a better uh, better handle on it than i do but I just think they're involved in terrorist activities. And I'll I'll give you a couple of uh, snippets showing, once again, that the legacy news media just, well, you know, can't be bothered. It is 514 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.